HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is so mystery for many people, and I'll try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Tomoko Kato, the chef and owner of Patisserie Tomoko, a charming sweet shop in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. There she makes beautiful, delicious Japanese-flavored Western-style sweets. And if you have been to Japan, you must be really surprised to find truly high-quality Western-style sweet shops all over the country. Today, Tomoko will talk about how she uh, built a successful patisserie in New York and, and how Western-style Japanese sweets became popular in Japan and her fresh Japanese mochi sweets that she makes at Patisserie Tomoko and much more. So, hello, Tomoko. Welcome to Japanese. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, you are from Hokkaido, the northern island of Japan. And when and how did you get into pastry? Well, um, when I was little, my mother made pastry at home, and I liked the smell and the idea of making something with my hands. So I decided to go to a pastry school when I was around like uh, 13 years old. Wow, that's very early. Right. But uh, because you grew up in but you didn't think of uh, studying traditional Japanese sweets called uh, wagashi? Like... Well, you know, like when I was 13, I didn't know anything about it. It's just like I know the idea of like something sweet. Like, mm. you know, um, as you're Japanese in Japan, you don't eat Japanese sweet much. Right, especially when you're young. Yeah, right. probably like a uh, show cake and cheesecake, something like that. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I cannot agree more. Mm. Yeah, I only recently studied to eat Japanese wagashi, so, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, where did you work? Uh, I mean, where did you study um, 
to become a pastry? Uh, it's in、uh, Kyoto. I wanted to live in Kansai there when I was、uh, in high school. And、uh, so I looked for a pastry school in、uh, Kansai area. But most popular school I wanted to go attend was full and close for applications. So I searched more than the school I found in, Jap- in Kyoto. What's that? Only choice that I had, so I applied.、Mm, okay. Well, Kyoto is not the bad place to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that was like first or second time that I've been. So it's like very new to me.、Mm, interesting. So,、um, so then you graduated, and where did you work?、Uh, like after g r a d u a t e the school, I found a job in Kyoto, and I worked at the shop for three years. I was very, it was very small. and... We are、um, facing each other every day, all day.、Mm, okay. So, was it a traditional、uh, style? No, kind of it's、trend? a Western style.、Mm-hmm. And it's a family business. So, like,、um, chefs, fathers, and mothers sell the pastry out there and、uh, like, wow. s- something like that. Right. Good mom and pop. Exactly. Right. You're like a, maybe like a daughter. I mean,、like, like, there's so many daughters in the town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, and、uh, why did you come to New York?、Uh, 1999. Okay.、Uh, Now,、uh, it's just like when i、uh, in the shop, I took a day off. Well, you know, like we couldn't get much, like not much like a summer like vacation or winter vacation. It's like we need to put them together.、Mm. So once, twice a week. Those、uh, put them together and then make、uh, the vacation.、Mm-hmm. So, this time I go outside of Japan. So, then I felt、uh, in New York, oh, I wanted to live、mm. someday. So, I came. Right. Like、uh, most of us, just addicted to New York City. And I、energy. guess so, yeah. Right. Okay. And、uh, so, I heard that you went to a culinary school again here in New York. So, why is that? Well,、um, I planned to, to be in New York City for a couple of years. So I went to、um, the language school and I was bored of going to language school. And I always brought pastry to my class. And one day my teacher said, Your pastry is so good. Why don't you become、um, the pastry chef? I was like, Well, I was. But it's like my. Limited of an English skill. Like, I was like, yeah, try to explain, but it's just a heart. I mean, like, kind of like, okay, yeah. And, but I thought it'd be a great idea to go to pastry school rather than going to Rangi school. So I went.、Mm, right. So basically, you learn English and also kind of a different style of、uh, pastry here in New York? Absolutely. It's、mm. very new.、Mm. But it's like base school. Basic skill is the same.、Mm. But maybe I'd imagine it's more creative versus, you know, I think Japanese pastries tend to be more kind of classic, authentic、uh, French or German kind of. Yeah, like I,、um, I know how to make like mousse cakes and like tart, stuff like that, but I never made cupcake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so, all right. And then.、Uh, Uh, I heard you had an internship at the Russian Tea Room, 
and after graduation, you worked at the Boulay Bakery and Lou Bernardin. So how did you get those jobs at some of the greatest restaurants in New York City? And you must be really good to, to get the jobs. Well, I, I guess I was good at making pastries. <laughs> um, since I have been a pastry cook in Japan, I know how to make a pastries. So my culinary school teacher was like, you are bored at school, aren't you? Don't mm-hmm. you want to go for internship earlier? <laughs> like, internship after graduation, but uh, she sent me out. So, um, she, you know, then uh, I can be able to see outside. Mm-hmm. So she introduced me to the chef at Roshan Tea Room, working as an internship intern for eight months. That was my first experiment outside school in this country, and I was very excited. And I wanted to see more, mm-hmm. and um, um, like so many chances that I could get, so I could, I would just uh, go like participate as a helper, like a like a charity event. Mm-hmm. I went to help, and I met very talented chefs and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, come to see me at work. <laughs> and so I visit them. Right. I was good at making pastries, and I was first learner. The chefs uh, all trust me and let me do, like, you know, my stuff and, like, just something new. And, yeah, mm. um, not on my own way, but I just, it, yeah, it's it's kind of like space gave to me. Mm. So what did you learn at places like uh, Bullet Bakery and uh, Louvernadan? Well, um, Bullet Bakery, uh, I met Chef um, Bill Wilson. Mm. He's a, such a kind person. He open. He's very open. Like, like, like the skills and uh, like preparation is, I don't remember what I run actually, mm. but I was like how I work at that like pastry kitchen mm. in this country, and um, also like how to create and uh, like how to uh, like negotiate almost mm. like yeah like those are like. Little things, but he's very open, so like he helped me a lot. Mm, okay, so eventually he went to uh, the White House as an executive pastry yeah, chef. Like, like that, that surprised <laughs> me. A lot. Really, wow. Okay, and uh, Lalu Bandadan, that's another. Yeah, um, as one of the the charity event, uh, I met this uh, person, and um, and like one day internship, and then a few weeks internship. Like, um, then I, I went to the Manhattan. Like, I, I, I was introduced, so I went, and Florian, at the time, the chef, he, he's very kind, again, and uh, uh, I was there for only three months, but mm-hmm. it was very exciting moment in, in the career. Right. That was uh, the chef Michael? Before. Okay, before him. Okay. But but anyways, well, congratulations. That was amazing. <laughs> I didn't know how great they are. So it's just like, I'm very new to uh, New York City. So I was like, whatever the chance I get, I just 
accept yeah. it. You didn't know how big it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And、um, after working at、uh, those Western restaurants, you moved on to Japanese restaurants in New York, such as Alan and Sakugura. So, why、um, did you become more in- into Japanese flavors? Oh, no. It's just like after I worked under several chefs, I wanted to do some my thing.、Um, My own, and、uh, also I needed to make a living, you know. And so I got a job at a nine cook at Nan, not a pastry chef.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the restaurant was driven, and、uh, they asked me what's my specialty, so I respond pastries.、Mm. So you said you're talking about the Lan restaurant, yes. Okay, that was under Mr. Akiyama, yes, right. Is it now、uh, the、uh, Sakamai? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, but that was your first time to cook、um, non pastry、yeah. dishes? Yeah. I mean, yes. And, you know, like, I love making pastry, but it's not just like it's got to be a pastry. So、mm. I kind of open, whatever that be, I'll just try. Right. So, but I'm sure it's a, it's a different flavor profile, but. The same kind of the, how work, the kitchen works. How yeah, you and、uh, it, it was a teamwork.、Mm. And、uh, almost like my、uh, station was individual, but it was it's totally different.、Mm. Okay. So then、uh, I think I eventually went to Sakagura as a pastry chef, right? Yes.、Um, after like. Two years,、mm. I guess,、uh, working at one, I got an offer to work at Sakagura and I thought it's time to move on.、Mm. So, actually,、uh, when I was at the Sakagura restaurant, someone told me that there's a new,、uh, incredibly talented pastry chef, so I should go there even just for dessert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I went and you, were, you had a day off, so eventually,、oh. yeah, I didn't get to meet you. But anyway, so.、Um, In 2004, you became the executive chef and pastry chef at the Cha'an in East Village, which is a unique Japanese inspired tea house, and it was founded by the Japanese food cultural legend, Bonyagi, who came to our show on episode 14. So, how did you end up cooking both savory and sweet? Be, you know, you wanted to keep cooking sweets, right? Oh,、uh, it's not quite just like, not, it's not like that. It's like, it's more like, Um, Yagi san, the, the owner,、mm. he was like, Oh, you have a,、um, like, a background in cooking, which is like, it was just coincident. I was catering food sometime back then.、Mm. Uh, it was totally coincident. I、okay. met a guy who was looking for a chef for his event, and he asked me, What do you do? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm a pastry chef. He went, like, Can you work for me at my party as a cook? I was like,、um, Okay. And I worked on one of his parties, and he liked my work. So I worked for him once or twice a year for his private party, which is like for uh, like, uh, like charity event. Like very worthy families,、mm-hmm. private event.、Right. I didn't know how worthy they were, but and,、um, and the Yagi san, I told Yagi san about it, and、uh, he was like, 
you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I, I know that uh, Mr. Yagi is very active in charities, mm -hmm. charitable contributions, so I'm sure they're really amazing parties you took care of. Right. Okay, so um, how challenging was it to you know cook both savory and pastry? Because you are really the, the chef, right, taking care of both. Yeah, my cooking was a little different from the uh, traditional Japanese cuisine. I did not have any experiment of working at J Japanese restaurant as a cook. Well, like the the position that one is a uh, like very simple, like nine like cook nine. So, mm -hmm. so mostly I got idea from books and something I had eaten somewhere, and when I took it. It's so a lot of menu items I made that uh, rather had a long name because it was variation from different items. Mm. My staff had had time to explain to customer. Mm. Okay, and I heard you you cooked something like you know the uh, some toast Japanese classic Japanese toast. Oh yeah, that's mm. that's like um, the bread. It's like I asked. The owner, Yang-san, like, where should we get bread from? He was like, can't you bake it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then uh, we, so literally, like, 90, 95% of product at Chang'an, we make from scratch. Mm. Like, soy, so, um, and, uh, soy milk and uh, bread and everything. Mm. Right. I mean, for those of our listeners uh, who doesn't know anything about like Japanese kind of toast, it's very kind of classic, right? It is. It right. is. So it's more fluffier, and uh, it's like a cushy, fluffy, and mm -hmm. it's the texture is almost like a cotton. Yeah, and uh, someone told me that there's a great like uh, raspberry butter on the toast, or comes with the bread. So I went to see how they are. Mm. It's like, yeah. Then I start making uh, the like strawberries and raspberry butter myself. Oh, wow. so. mm. I hope uh, you're gonna do it now. Do you do serve at the? No, <laughs> like we try to do like a savory stuff, but it's it's small kitchen. So for now, uh, we just do pastry, but not the tall stuff like okay. that. But we do make a donuts. Okay, so we're gonna go into the details later about what you serve. But uh, mm. well, I hope you're gonna Japanese style bread. It's something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really um, everybody should know about. Right. So, um, um, so what did you learn at Chan? Um, teamwork. I think it's. I'm very like independent. Like I. I I do do sports, but like mostly like tennis, running, and some like very independent sports, mm. not the team sport. Right. So, to um, I did everything at Chang'an, like management and uh, ordering, and then it's like um, organize menus and then making the menus, and uh, even I serve customers mm. and. But uh, to run a restaurant, you can do it yourself. Right. So sometimes you need to trust your staff and let them do it on their way. Mm. So then uh, I can see how different, like, it's very surprised sometimes that uh, people create their own. Mm. So, like, that's 
I learned a lot from my staff. Right. So it sounds like you created the basis for becoming yeah, a store like, owner. Yeah, it's like I was a coach, and now mm-hmm. the, the like, athlete, like my teammate, is like do what they want, what they want, what they, whatever they want, and then find a new way. Mm. Right. Okay, and then based on your learning, uh, you opened a patisserie tomoko in Williamsburg um, in November 2013. So, why did you decide to open your own place? Um, I guess it's just the time. Um, things are, you know, things were going well at Chan, and I was happy, but I started wondering how long I could. Keep doing this, the same thing. So I set a goal for myself and decided to open my own shop.、Mm. Right. And what was the most challenging、um, in starting in your business, especially in New York City? Because they say that、uh, it's much easier to open a shop in Japan for getting commissions and finishing construction in time and many other things. Yeah. Well, you know, I was lucky in the case of my construction team was like on time. And it took only three,、uh, four months, a little less than a four months,、so, mm-hmm. which was incredible.、Right. And when I opened it, just pricing was the hardness since、uh, almost everything at the shop is made from scratch.、Mm-hmm. And it's, it was difficult to assign a price to the final product or what we can need to do. For the price.、Mm. Right. I think a while ago you told me that、uh, during the construction you decided to have an x ray on the floor. Oh, yeah. And then you found <laughs> something, right? We can tell yeah, us about well, that. It, it was like, well, you know, x ray, taking an x ray, it cost me, what, like $1,500?、Mm-hmm. But whether doing it or not, then,、uh, like, if. Open it, like cut it, the pipe, then, then what, like cost you like double, triple? Right, because it was illegal、yeah. to cut the pipe. So, yeah, something like we never e x p e c t、mm. but glad that we did. Right, <laughs> okay. And、uh, so, why in Williamsburg did you open your place?、Um, uh, because I already live in and、uh, that I love the neighborhood.、Mm. Okay, and、uh, I think, you know, the, because Williamsburg, where I live too, it's kind of open minded,、mm-hmm. younger generation, and、uh, maybe, you know, new concept. Oh, yeah,、accepted. and it's like surprisingly, people are generous and they are kind of open mind, so like, it's, it's not easy, but it's kind of like.、Um, We're willing to explain what we are doing and then they accept it. That's、mm. very generous. Right. Okay, so what is the concept of a patisserie tomoko?、Mm, concept um, to um, incorporate Japanese ingredients and seasonal foods、mm-hmm. to the pastry and dessert. Right. Without being limited by traditional style、mm-hmm. or method, and to bring to the customer what I felt was the best product.、Mm. Okay, 
So it's it's unique in a sense that it's very traditionally、um, French, but then something surprising, the seasonal、yeah. you know, Japanese style flavors. Okay, and、um, I think I, I was surprised、uh, when you, first time we went to Patricia Tomoko, it's like a dessert bar and there's a takeout section. So it's like two, two functions in one yeah. place. Yeah, I、right. wanted to do both. And, and、um, well, now it's hard to, for me to do it, but you know, it's fun. It's like a, there's two ways to express our like, desire. Mm Right, and dealing with different kinds of customers.、Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.、Um, let's take a quick break here, and、uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Tomoko's sweet tasting menu. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal. Bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Tomoko Kato, the chef and owner of Patisserie Tomoko, a charming sweet shop in Williamsburg, where she makes beautiful, delicious Japanese flavored Western style sweets. So,、um, what kind of sweets do you offer at Patisserie Tomoko?、Uh, maybe you can give us some examples.、Uh, for takeout?、Uh, let's do both. Okay.、Uh, for takeout, we do like a green tea cheesecake, dakwa. Likewise,、um, the almond cake with a、uh, meringue base, so very fluffy and airy, comes with like、uh, ganache, green tea, sesame, and yuzu ganache.、Mm. And well, there's a lot, like of course, mochis and、um, the donuts that we talked about earlier. Right. So, the, we mentioned、uh, the gubagashi, which is、uh, Japanese traditional sweets and、uh, made usually from、uh, natural plant based ingredients. So, that element you have because you like matcha and then、uh, some other like sesame,、mm-hmm. maybe you know, like the greens. Yeah,、right. like、um, we, we have a lot of、uh, green tea stuff. Like, people love green tea. And it, Especially matcha.、Mm. And it's, it's like we do try to do other flavors, but 
green tea is the most popular mm. all the time. What do you think? Because it's uh, bitter, the balancing with yes. uh, the sweetness. Mm -hmm. And very addictive to it. Oh, yeah. it's like a cafe? It's like a cafe, exactly. And now, like, it's a tea, uh, like, drunk, what they call, uh, like, the caffeine is in tea is not as, like, um, coffee. So, like, it's almost like burning the t chest, but it's it's kind of nice. It's not like a... It's nothing like a coffee. I guess that's one. And uh, the, the flavor, very intense flavor, mm. like green tea. And I don't drink matcha much, but I do want to have something in a pastry. Mm, right. It's almost like... A you know, the food for two reasons. The one is caffeine, caffeine, coffee, caffeine, matcha caffeine. And the other thing is the bitterness, very intense. Mm -hmm. So you drink coffee with sweets and then you have matcha in sweets. So yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. And I think one of the uh, sweets I had, it's uh, the Saikyo Miso Subway. You know, like a cookie you made. And yeah, Saikyo Miso is like a sweeter miso. Mm -hmm. And you incorporated, incorporated it in the... Subway. It's like yeah, saltiness and sweetness. Mm. Right now, uh, we don't make that cookie, but we do make a cheese cookie and a rosemary and a little bit of a saikyo miso in it. Mm. Nobody noticed, but just a little touch, that's a change. Right. Yeah, and the miso is a umami producer mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, there's no reason not to be good. Right. So, um, yeah, the... Um, um, I don't know how, you know, the like I, at the beginning I told you that I told uh, everybody, uh, Japan is really not known, obviously, for Western-style sweets, but they are in everywhere in Japan. So um, do you know why it became, the Western-style sweets became popular in Japan? Um, I am not the qualified to talk about the history or like anything but I, I believe that the Japanese loves variety and have always produced new and different variety of sweets mm, so I think that is why we see so many unique sweets and sweet that um Improvement or variation of a traditional Western sweet. Mm, okay, yeah, because uh, I think the Japanese sweets originally started to develop along with the tea ceremony, right? The bitter, like we talked about matcha, and then um, I think uh, the late no, in 16th century, the Spanish Catholic priest called uh, Francisco Javier came to Japan, and then there was the beginning of a mm -hmm. whole Western things started to come in, right? The pudding, the castilla, the spongy cake. To, so I think that was the beginning of the Western thing. But like you, when you grew up, you were into Western culture, the Western sweets. Yeah, right away. Not like mochi, neither like um, like uh, red bean paste. Mm -hmm. And later on, like as I grow up, yeah, I understand the like, like, the concept and I, I understood that uh, the balance in uh, the wagashi, the Japanese style, but mm. when I was little, uh. <laughs> right. And uh, if you go to Japan and then travel, visit all those traditional wagashi um, 
shops they make behind the store and just very beautifully. Yeah, they are like amazing. Like, if you go to a department store, you could see them、mm. and like how fast they can make.、Mm, right. And it's not something that we, you know, your mother, my mother used to make, right? Western sweets tend to be more kind of available. You、mm-hmm. open the book and then the whip up and then make bigger cake, that kind of thing. But I think perceptionally, Japanese wagashi tend to be very challenging. Yeah, it's absolutely. There's a lot of process. So if you want to make from scratch, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay.、Um, so let's see. I have so many questions today for you.、Um, right. So, the, what do you think really unique about、uh, your place, Patisserie Tomoko, is、uh, Your dessert tasting menu. So, could you tell us about it and you know, what kind of concept it is and the price, how it works?、Um, so, we have a, a tasting course, which is、uh, beside the, the takeout menu. And、um, one is a $12 standard course, and the other one is $16 premium. Mm. And both courses offer a choice of a main dessert. Right now, we have,、um, well, all the time we have a black sesame crumble with sake ice cream. And、um, uh, right, we just add a、uh, pumpkin cheesecake with rum raisin with coffee chocolate salt. And ricotta cheesecake, we've been doing for like summertime. We might change soon, which、uh, we make a ricotta cheese ourselves and then make a ricotta cheese mousse, which is like very airy and light. It, it just like can't stop making it. <laughs> Starving. <laughs> right.、Um, so the, the idea of a.、Uh, Serving sweets in the course menu, what is the idea?、Um, well, try to do like a seasonal, seasonal like stuff, but it, as you go to a farmer's market or even a supermarket, it's, it's changed. Even the, in the、uh, peaches are in a season,、mm-hmm. but sometimes it's gone. Like, they are, not, well, it depends on the weather and that. So, we try to do like、um, put that seasonal fruits and、uh, ingredients on the menu, but it's, it, sometimes it's like, for instance, like apple, not in the season right now, but、uh, sometimes we could get great apples.、Mm-hmm. So, like, so, it depends on that, what we can get. So,、um, the concept of、uh, the menu is like, I think the time that what we think is the best.、Mm, right, so you are the one who can capture the moment of the peak time of the fruits because it's, it's really hard. It, it is very hard. And now, like a candy fruit, like、uh, right now we have a kumquat candy, which is not in the season, but、uh, we made in、uh, April and uh, uh, in the jar, so we keep it.、Mm. And then now, right now, we have a lemon tart. Comes with that、uh, yogurt sorbet、mm. that comes with the,、uh, the kumquat candy. Right. Wow, I appreciate that because, you know, like,、uh, for instance, apples, 
I saw in the farmer's market, I saw apples throughout the summer, some stands, and it was a little disappointing. But, you know, you have to know exactly this apple is a peak mm-hmm. and this apple is a peak, so you're doing the job for us. Right. And the other point of a course menu, I think plating, instead of take out, you know, just take out. You might just eat out of the box or the bag, but then you plate beautifully. So that's another reason that you started tasting menu? Yeah, it's like a course menu is totally different. I mean, the dessert itself. It's takeout, it's, you can, it can be hold for like uh, uh, one hour, two hours, three hours. But the dessert is uh, totally different. It comes with uh, ice creams and it can be a uh, warm or hot like a souffle mm. so like different concept right so it's uh, the dining experience with yeah desserts mm-hmm. right and you have only eight seats so oh actually right now we have a 12 oh really? I'm <laughs> sorry I've been that way for a while so um yeah the so that you have uh, two dishes like and three dishes you said and also um I heard you kind of really customize depending on, say, that one customer is drinking coffee or drinking wine. You change the menu slightly depending on the customer. Oh, you meant like a pairing? Or? Right. Oh, the pairing. Yeah, well, coffee and tea. Oh, so can I talk about uh, tea pairing? Sure. Actually, we're going to have a tea pairing with a tea, tea uh, dealer tomorrow um, September 22nd uh, his tea is amazing like he's he always um, find that finds that uh, tea from all over the Asia and so we start doing a tea uh, that calls menu once a month or once every other month so that's happening tomorrow and tomorrow we're gonna do like his Matcha is, 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 I never taste like that. Mm. So we're going to make an apple ice cream matcha avocado. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the speaking of pairings, um, yeah, I was going to ask also about, because you offer, um, with the course menu, you offer sake or wine pairings. Mm-hmm. And now on top, you have tea, tea pairings. Yes. Right. So um, how popular is that? People pair um, dessert with sake or wine with alcohol? Well, if they want to do with alcohol, yes. Uh, there's more wine, not sake. We mm. don't serve uh, sake itself. We do make a sake cocktail. Oh, okay. Right. So because it's easier to pair with some sweets? Yes, and that's in, like, it's uh, matcha, so... Mm, oh, okay. Right, so it balances out. Okay. And uh, so the... you I heard that you, you buy the place for tasting menu in Japan and take them home in your suitcase. Yes. So <laughs> what is the point of using Japanese tableware for you? It just... I couldn't stop myself when I f- first I saw them. It, I've been looking for... Uh, plates and uh, cups. Well, cups, I it couldn't do it because it's so fragile. But that one is like, um, can think of a different combination. The color is just right, and how many style, it's just right. Mm. Just it's both 
charming uh, festival at the same time. Mm, right. So it's the the serving tasting menu for you is another chef's mindset. Yeah. It's right. like a lot of people ask us like, "What did you get it?" Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, we had not just the plates and the cups, and like we care about details. So when we find something like uh, interesting or wanted to use a mm-hmm. shop, even a very fragile, we do. Hand washing, so mm, right. So I I thought of you know that if you go to Kaiseki restaurant, they have seasonally you know changed plates, cups and bowls and everything. Mm-hmm. So that reminded me of uh, your style of you know the plating. Yeah, I always place. tell my staff don't me don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, right? <laughs> okay, and uh, so the um, you have a very open kitchen. Yes, you know, like really open mm-hmm. and you can see exactly I can see what you're working on mm-hmm. how precisely you just you you know move your hands so what is the purpose of being so open uh, it's, um, I just didn't want to make a like, table so I made it a counter with uh, this style was only the uh, the customer can see how we make the dessert and entertained by the, the process. And at the same time, we can immediately serve that what we made to the mm. customers. Right. So. This is very time-sensitive with my cream. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But do you communicate with your customers? A lot. Like, that's the most, like, uh, inspiring moment that I could get. Like, not all people, like, try to share with us their like opinion and uh, even the recipe mm, we oh, try really? yeah we tried a few times and now uh, it was on the menu wow interesting mm. uh, by the way who's your customer oh uh, he I don't know what he does and I was I don't know what they do but I, we don't ask but it's just like the excitement that they had in the past and that they share so we just listen and now in our head, oh, oh, we can do this and that. Mm. It doesn't need to have that exact recipe. It's just the idea. Right. Okay. So in general, you have uh, non-Japanese people, Japanese people mixed? Yeah, very mixed. Like mostly, yeah, I can't say how much like, percentage, but yes. Right. Okay. Great. And uh, you were featured in a big article about mochi in the dining section of the New York Times recently. So the article says, um, the uh, fresh homemade mochi is harder to find, but Tomoko Kato cooks a batch three times a week at Patisserie Tomoko. So what is special about mochi and what kind of mochi uh, sweets do you make? Oh, the, the, definitely the the mochi, the consistency is very unique, and we add the flavors such as uh, green tea, sesame, and chocolate. Mm. Has made it into a new and very attractive sweet, mm. I guess. Okay, because mochi is sticky, but at the same time, unless it's really delicate, it's just a gooey, mm-hmm. you know, sticky animal to me. So yeah, mm. and even like we. You know, we've been doing this for over three years. I've been doing over like fifteen years mm. making a mochi, and each time it's different. Okay, wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. So like, 
I'm, I'm, I don't say I'm the best, but、um, some other stuff is she makes incredible textures and consistency. So, like, I always watch how she does.、Mm, wow. So, the actually,、uh, the New York Times article was how to make mochi, and there's a little recipe. So, maybe you can give us a quick version of、uh, how to make good mochi.、Uh, for that? You have to come to the shop and see us. Okay, <laughs> that's a perfect answer. Yeah, that was、uh, Azuki Bean's recipe in New York Times, right? So, you,、um, do you make it like three times a week? Like the, the Since、article? the article, more than that. Wow,、yes. really? Wow, congratulations.、Thank、that was、you. a big article. Yes, it was. We are so excited.、Mm-hmm. That was in June, right?、Mm-hmm. And it's、uh, the front page and the whole back page, one page. Yes,、here. yes. So. Okay, and、uh, what is your plan for the future?、Uh, just、uh, keep doing what I really do and、uh, with like creating more than interesting and unique seeds that what we are taste.、Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can't wait to come and see you first time in a while. So, oh, yes, right. So, what do you recommend for now to eat right this moment?、Uh, To take away or for the dessert? I want to sit down and have a c o u r s e Okay. okay. <laughs> well,、um, right now we're excited about the,、uh, the pumpkin cheesecake, but we're going to add the、uh, chestnut cake, which、mm-hmm. is Mont Blanc,、uh, mm-hmm. like, with yuzu ice cream. Wow. Yeah, people love it. And then we put the, the pistachio ganache in the center. Like very well composed. Right. So, pumpkin and chestnut is g o n n a be more full than that.、Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, thank you for joining us today, Tomoko. Thank you for having me. So, if you'd like to know more about、uh, Tomoko's work, please visit、uh, patisserietomoko.com. That is patisserietomoko. Tomoko is T O M O K O,、uh, one word.com. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at japaneats at heritageradionetwork.org. And Japaneats is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher podcasts. And please go to iTunes and Stitcher and write a review. We will really appreciate your feedback. And today's show was made possible by、uh, Corin. And our engineer is David Tatasayore. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.